Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. Mike Foster here, and I'm so excited to bring you today's interview. It is with Buddy Rushing. He's an amazing guy, a personal mentor of mine, and man, you are in for a serious treat. Check it out. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. All right, all right. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Mike Foster here, and I am on the phone with Buddy Rushing, and this is not our first run. <laughs> Ironically, we actually tried this back when I was in Dubai. Um, unfortunately for us, the Wi-Fi there was really crap, but also had some issues uh, with the computer, but I'm really, really excited to get him on. Buddy, how's it going? Oh, it's great, man. I appreciate you... Uh taking the time to do this again. I, I just got uh, home from work and ran straight upstairs and plugged all my crap in. And so I'm ready to roll. Right, right. Hey, you know, I am really appreciative of your time too. I actually, ironically, just got back from a movie uh, with Cheyenne, with the wife here. And so I plugged in all my stuff too. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. So this is cool. This is real cool. Um, and so I know you're enjoying California weather right now. Uh, we're uh, in the middle of uh, this hurricane flow that's about to come through here on our doorstep. We got wind and blowing in the background and stuff. So I hope that's not going to affect the, the audio or whatever on my end. Yeah, I hope I hope you can just, uh, you know, stay alive and connected out there. It literally is 72 degrees with a light breeze here. Like, oh, I, man. Jealous. <laughs> I'm looking out the lagoon. I'm like, man, it really sucks that the East Coast is getting crushed by a hurricane right now. Yep. Hey, man. You know what? East Coast, Beast Coast, right? We'll <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm from the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> we will fight through. But anyway, uh, again, like I said, thanks so much for uh, for taking your time out. So please introduce yourselves to our lovely guests out there. I feel like I know a lot more about you already, but I want to let you go ahead and put yeah. it out. Um, well, I... Um... You know, like you said, uh, my name is Buddy Rushing. I'm uh, I'm an active duty Marine, Naval Academy grad, uh, same as you guys. And um, you know, I guess the the more pertinent stuff. I've been in the Marine Corps, you know, just coming up on about 15 years. I'm a combat engineer by trade, so I've uh, you know I I graduated the academy and then I went out to Okinawa. That was where my first duty station was. I pumped out of there twice, once to once on the 31st Mew around um, Thailand, Philippines, Guam, Korea. Um, and then I went to Afghanistan on an embedded training team um, with, uh, you know, and we, we kind of partnered up a little bit with the ODA 171, which is a, you know, Army um, Green Beret unit. Anyway, so we did that. That was back in 06, uh, 05, 06. And then I, I came back and um, I was stationed at 29 Palms in the middle of the Mojave Desert. And that's where oh, the real estate journey began. Um, oh, we can wow. talk about that in a little bit. But uh, I was stationed out there for three years. Um, that's where I, you know, my wife and I reconnected and, uh, and we ended up getting married while I was out there. Um, and, uh, and then we moved to, to Quantico and I went to school there and then out to the West coast again to, uh, first combat engineer battalion. 
pumped out of there twice to Afghanistan, and then I went to the Naval Postgraduate School, not of my own choosing. They yeah. were like, oh. you're going to go here, you're going to oh, go to man. school, you're going to get a degree, and uh, and I was like, ah, all right, I guess uh, turned out to be a blessing in disguise um, because, you know, I, I learned a ton. I learned a ton about um, the information uh, technology industry, which is what my master's degree is in. Right. Uh, Came back here and now I'm doing a payback tour at uh, First Marine uh, Expeditionary Force Headquarters. And uh, yeah, so that's the that's the kind of military side of it. And in between all of that craziness, uh, my wife and I built and developed a real estate investment business that has nice. evolved over time. But but basically, it started out buying rental properties, and then uh, we kind of branched off from there into doing joint ventures and trust deed lending, and um, we did some flips. We did some, we did purchases in a trust. We did uh, apartment building uh, purchases, um, IRA investing, just a smattering of a lot of different types of investing. Uh, and then now we have our primary businesses. Uh, we've got a massive uh, investor group that's just buying the crap out of houses all over the place and building wealth that way. There you go. Nice, nice. That is awesome. I mean, you guys have been crushing it. I, and I know that um, a lot of folks that have been, you know, listening to you and the, and the uh, Facebook stuff that you post out, always seeing you closing deals with uh, military folks out there. It's, it's great. But I also want to highlight your not so recent father, right? I am. I am. Yeah. She is it's the 13th. So uh, yeah. in five days, uh, Alana will be seven months old. Oh and, man. Seven months. She and she's looking big too. She's getting big. Yeah. It is the coolest. It's absolutely the coolest thing. Everybody says that. And it's one of those cliches that's only powerful whenever you can say it for yourself. It really literally meant right. nothing to me. Babies meant nothing to me for a decade, right? I was just like, oh, that's <laughs> cute. They're cute. I get it. Like in the sense right. of they're small, right? But it didn't, it wasn't on the inside. And uh, oh, it's on the inside now. Like, oh, geez, man. Oh, man. I, I tell you, you what, like, it's <laughs> motivation to build an empire, right? Because I, I want her. I want her one day to utter the words, I'm so proud of my dad. He built an empire. That's what I want her to say. And she will. Uh, she, she sure will. will. She's beautiful, by the way. So Thanks. you better watch out. You better bar up some of those <laughs> windows and the properties. Hey, man, I, why do you think I'm building a <laughs> massive group of military <laughs> investors? Yep. I, hey, I get that. And while you're building your empire, you might want to build a moat too, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> moat around. <laughs> well, that's have 400 big brothers. There you go. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Mount up. <laughs> that is awesome, man. But, uh, but man, all right. So, so tell us a little bit about how you got started out there in 29 Palms with your real estate investing. Yeah, it was, uh, I, you know, I, I, I have, as I look back over my short life thus far, um, I've realized that, that the most powerful things that I've ever done right were always preceded by gut-wrenchingly bad decisions. Right, with the one exception of my marriage. Right, <laughs> so far that was working out. My <laughs> bad. There you go. <laughs> I said this on stage one time a few few uh, last year, and um, you know, and, and somebody was called out. They were. I was like, so every single time I do something right, I make a horrible decision first. So you know, and then I gave all these examples, and somebody yelled out. They were like, well, aren't you on your first marriage? <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so, the one notable exception of one there thing I did right on the first try. There you um, go. But, but I, you know, the, the long story short is uh, I was in Afghanistan on my first pump. This was in 06. 
Mm -hmm. And I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, leaning up against, you know, the the hood of a Humvee, because we still had Humvees at the time, and uh, dating myself a little. But, uh, you know, I came back and I was like, man, this is awesome. I think... uh, you know, you, I'm going to get into, I'm going to get into flipping, even though Rich Dad doesn't actually talk about flipping, he talks about building yeah. passive income, but that's not the lesson I took from it. I was like, flip houses, right? <laughs> so I came back and I was like, man, I, so I know exactly what my formula is. My formula is I'm going to find a house. I'm going to buy that house. I'm going to renovate it. And then I'm going to sell that house. That was my whole formula, right? All right. Not a single number entered into it, right? So, so I went to 29 <laughs> Palms and I drove into town. I'm this, you know, young first lieutenant and I, and I, uh, I, I drive by and I see a realtor sign and it's a shoddy little building, right? So I pull into the parking lot. Parking lot's completely empty except one car. I walk in and there's this really old decrepit guy sitting at the, the just piles of stuff on his desk. And I was like, are you a realtor? He's like, yes, I am. I was like, is this a good time to buy housing? He's just, yes, it is. Right? I was like, that. Let's up house you can find because I'm going to fix it up and I'm going to sell it. He was like, sounds great. So we went out and found this two bedroom, two bath, um, you know, about a 1200 square foot house. And um, we bought it and, uh, you know, financing was pretty easy. It's, you know, at this point it was, you know, early 2007, 2007. And so, uh, so I got it closed on it and then spent the next 15 to 18 months pouring every bit of money. I'd saved up all $30,000. That's all I had to my name. I spent all $30,000 and renovated the entire house myself from the ground up. And it was absolutely gorgeous at the end of it. I mean, just, um, you know, fully redid kitchen, countertops, roof. I did the ceilings. I rewired. <laughs> I did everything. Nice. And I was like, this is amazing. I had a great time doing it, too, but it was a lot of work. Um, and I had it appraised at the end of it. And this is mid-2008 now. Mm-hmm. And fully renovated, it appraised for half of the value that I purchased it at. So every single dollar I'd put into it, no. plus all of the loan, and I'm oh. underwater by about 50% at that point. Oh, no. Because so, unbeknownst to me at the time, because I didn't have any education, the market jumped off a cliff. You guys know this. It's the, now, it's, now it's one of the most famous events in American history, right? It's the housing crisis of 2007 and 2008. Right. I bought, right, you can look on Zillow if you type in 72285 Sun Valley Drive, which I still own the house, by the way, still underwater, right? Oh, no. You'll oh. see as Zillow goes up, it starts to curve down and then a, a, a dollar sign where some idiot purchased it and then, oh, right? No. <laughs> and it doesn't Dang. have a dollar sign for it being sold after that because I still oh, own it. Man. So that oh. was my first foray into investing. And, um, you know, I, 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 I thank God for giving me resiliency and for, for raise, like allowing me to grow up in a family that had absolutely nothing because I, I you know, I grew up in, in East Tennessee um, and, you know, we were on WIC and food stamps and, you know, if a tire blew out, it ruined our week. You know, we, I mean, you do what you do, you know, I mean, you just make it, you try to make it and, and you don't really have any expectations for what you deserve because, you know that life doesn't work that way. You don't get what you deserve. You get what you earn. And so it wasn't actually, even though it was, it was, I gotta be honest, man, when I look back at it and I think, I don't know why I didn't overreact. Like I really don't, it wasn't bravery or anything like that. I think I just didn't take it that seriously or something. But the lesson that I took from that wasn't, oh my God, real estate sucks. It was, 
every house in this town is half off. And the rents are going up because we're now in two wars, right? We're, we're right. in Afghanistan, we're in Iraq. They're beefing up troop strength. We're going to 212K, 212K. And BAH is going up. And BAH is linked directly to rent in a military town. Right. So I was like, there's a huge opportunity here to buy cheap houses and rent them out. That, that was my thought. And, and you know, for, for Sun Valley, we were still living there. So I was like, well, we, you know, we're living here anyway. Um, so anyway, long story short, the second choice that we made was when we were driving down the hill. And if you've ever been to 29 Palms, there's a big old hill going down to Morongo Valley, which goes to Palm Springs. Right. Uh, we were driving down that big old hill. And we were like, you know, we, we know that we we know that we love each other. We know we wanted to get married for a while. Um, we were planning on you know, I said, you know, I don't really come from money. So we were, we had every bit of money that we'd scrapped together, we were going to use for to pay for our wedding. Right. And um, we kind of decided together, we were like, you know what, let's just put that on hold. Let's just get married at the courthouse. Let's put the wedding on hold. And let's use this $16,000 that we've scraped up from everything that we've done. And let's buy a property. And so we did, we bought 6403 El Dorado. And you can look at the Zillow on that one too. Wow. All the way to the bottom. And there's a dollar sign of that's where we did buy. It was uh, brand new, double foreclosed on. The contractor who built it went out of business, went bankrupt. We bought it, paid three hundred dollars to have it cleaned. So we bought it for sixty nine thousand. Right, our mortgage was three hundred eighty five dollars a month. We had we paid three hundred dollars to have it cleaned and rented out for nine fifty. Nice. So it was all cash flow. We got, it was like twenty two percent our cash on cash return. All right. So that was our second deal, and that oh, deal. Gosh cash flowed for another eight years and we sold it about a year and a half ago and took that money and bought three more properties in Memphis that now have a cumulative value or equity of over a hundred grand. So that 16,000 turned into a hundred thousand and it's still cash flowing. And that's our wedding present that keeps on. Keeps on giving. That is amazing, man. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that story, man. I love it. Absolutely love it. And second time personally hearing it but that is still so motivating you know like it's crazy because I mean you have that attitude where you're just going to go ahead and do it you know do it and make it happen right I mean but you you also learned that education played a big factor in finding that second deal and it made it 10 times better so you know you still have that property you're still riding the market back up and once you do you know you'll make a bunch of money off that too but but still, you know, it's, it's, it's all good, man, because things work out in time. It's just how long it takes for you to get there is based off how educated you are. Yeah, that you, man, what a great way to put it. That is a very, very good way to put it. In real estate, if you have the time, you'll win. Ultimately, if you have the time to wait it out, you will win. But if you've got good education and a good team, you don't need to take that much time. I'm not right. saying you're going to get rich quick because I really don't like the, even the phrase of get rich quick because right. I honestly think that even if you could get rich quick, even if you do win the lotto, even if you do get lucky on a, you know, on an investment, you're not building generational wealth that way. You're getting rich. There's a total difference because you are not a different person. If you get wealthy, if you make a lot of money from one day to the next, you have not changed yourself. You're still a poor person. You just have money. And eventually you will get back to your stasis level. You will get back to homogeny. Like that's what happens. It's like you're, you're, Amen. there's something called the upper limit problem. You should read a book. There's a book called the big leap. 
um, there's something called the upper limit problem. And basically it's why like athletes who, you know, land huge contracts will go out and blow it all. Or people who win the lotto will become, you know, more, you know, they'll be poorer than when they started eight months down the road. And it's because you haven't grown to that level yet. It takes time and it takes personal development. So I am completely against get rich quick. I tell people all the time, what we do is a full, like, I do high probability of success investments and it's the money ball theory. I want base hits that end up giving me a championship instead of swinging for the fences every time and, and missing, Amen. you know, because you're not growing when you're doing that. You're just out there flailing. Mm -hmm. And I believe in growth and I believe that it's inevitable. I think that if you pour yourself into growth and you take action, educated action, success in life and in your finances is inevitable. Man. So, so much wisdom, man. Goodness, man, that is amazing. <laughs> you definitely could not have said that any better, man. That's, that's legit. Um, wow. Wow. Powerful. By the way, I'm writing down every single book that you mentioned in this, this uh, podcast. Because another awesome thing that I love about you is that you read. You read a lot and, and yep. you're knowledgeable. Like, I love that book you recommended to me, Abundance. Guys, if you have not read that book, you definitely need to read it. It is an amazing book. I, I'm, I'm forgetting the author's name right now off the top of my head. but Peter Diamandis, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Thank you. Yep. Great it, book. And, and we have like a whole, I mean, there is a whole like revolution basically that's happening within the tech industry. I mean, you guys have seen it. You've seen it all. I mean, literally this, your smartphone, which every single person listening to this has. Right. That you have a smartphone you have more computing capacity and more access to information with this. It doesn't matter if you have an Android or an iPhone, you have more access to information than the president did 15 years ago. That's insane. It's crazy. And it costs you what, what, 600 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever. I don't right. even, it doesn't even matter because the unit price is negligible at this point mm. for the amount of power that you have. There's, there's a, a million times more computing capacity in this than there was in the Saturn V rocket or the, the lunar excursion module that put Neil Armstrong on the moon. It's right. Crazy, it right? Is. So it's anyway, intense. that's what the abundance is all about. It's about capturing all the stuff that's going on in the world around you that you don't even know is happening. That's changing your life. Mm -hmm. and being a exactly. part of it. So definitely check that book out guys. Cause it'll, it'll definitely change your mindset on a lot of things. Um, awesome, man. All right. So tell us about what you're going into now. What, what kind of things do you have going on? And I, I know that you you got big things happening with WFI, so I want you to talk. Yeah, about WFI has 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 grabbed another gear. Um, uh, okay, so <laughs> about eighteen months ago um, was when we first started this new business model, and I told you that we've spent the last ten years doing a variety of different types of investments, trustee lending and joint ventures, and we've done we've done notes and we've done flips and we've done flip to rent and all this different type of stuff, right? And we poured ourselves into education. I mean, I paid for the $30,000 rich dad education courses and the $10,000 new wealth courses. I mean, I did it. I definitely don't recommend it. There's better access to information and education out there. I don't mind spending a few hundred or a few thousand on, on a course, but there's no reason to pay $10,000 or more for a course. I'm just going to say that. And I know that if they ever hear that, they're going to be like angry at me, but I don't care. I, I just, I mean, get started with something free, like bigger pockets, you know, just go on to biggerpockets.com, listen to their podcast. You know, there, there's anyway, I, I do believe that there is value in 
focused education. I do believe there's value in courses and accountability and mentorship and all of that stuff and, and, and value should be compensated. But anyway, it's that I don't want to go off onto like this, this <laughs> issue, but I did spend the 40 K and it was great information. And we spent years and years educating ourselves. I would go on deployment and my wife would be going to all the classes and the courses and all that. Um, and so one of the benefits of all that education though, was that we learned how to do a lot of different types of deals. And so um, the one downside was that, you know, we always had our friends that were seeing us do all this and they would, they would be like, Hey man, I'd, I'd really love to get involved in this. Is there anything you can do for me? Um, and I, I never had any excess deals. It was always me just finding deals for us. And I didn't have time to find deals for other people. And I didn't want to just point them out there and say, Hey, yeah, go invest in this because it's not vetted. If you don't have, the due diligence, if you don't have an ecosystem to protect you, if you don't have a team to protect you, you're going to get burned. And I didn't want people to just go out there and invest in real estate like I did in Sun Valley because you're going to get burned. Yeah. And so I kind of just was like, sorry, <laughs> you know, for like a decade. And, um, and about 18 months ago, really almost two years ago now, I, I ran into this guy who had a turnkey investment business in Memphis. And a turnkey business is basically one where in this one, where they, they buy a property cash, they'll renovate it, they do all the quality control, they place a tenant, they put it under management, and then they sell it as an investment, cash flowing investment. I love turnkey businesses. I love the right turnkey businesses. There's some shady ones out there, right? Yes. But the right ones, they do a great job and they take all the hassle out of it for you. So you, if you have a full-time job or whatever, you can just fire, boom, periodically, I save up some money, hit this investment, save up some money, hit this investment. You can build wealth passively in your spare time while you have a full-time job. That's a beautiful thing, right? And so that's one of the services that, so I've always kind of liked the idea of turnkey providers. So the Eldorado house, we were like, man, there's about 80K in equity in the Eldorado house. There's a, this is a side story, but there's a sewage project coming through Yucca Valley. We know that that's going to tax the homeowners when it goes into schedule two it's going to, or phase two, it's going to tax the homeowners to the tune of like 50% of my cash flow. So it was going to crush my cash flow and not wow. give me any real value. And so I was like, well, we need to exit before this thing comes in. Yep. <laughs> so, so we put it on the market, sold it. Um, we did pull about $80,000 out of it. Um, and we did a 1031 exchange, which is a nice. tax deferred exchange. As long as you take that money and invest it in other properties, you don't have to pay taxes on it. And so we basically took that 80 K sprinkled $10,000 on top of it, broke it into three $30,000 increments and bought three properties through this turnkey provider out in Memphis. His name is Matt Owens, right? Before all that happened, I did about four months of due diligence on him, on his business, on Memphis, on turnkey investors in general, turnkey providers in general. Um, it was just an insane, a savage amount of due diligence. And I could find nothing wrong with this guy or his systems. Everybody was like, he's the most honorable guy ever, fully transparent on all of his numbers, on all of his business. So, um, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we went through the process and it was phenomenal. And I was like, well, shoot, I'm going to sell the rest of the properties I have in 29 Palms and buy more properties in Memphis and <laughs> surrounding areas, right. you know, because it, it was full fledged. For me, I do a lot of due diligence and then I take action, action, action. It's not one of those things where like, I'll just jump into something and I won't, mm -hmm sit here and spin with the analysis for seven months. Like it's, I will do a rugged amount of due diligence, but then it's just bam, fire, 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 fire. There right? you go. Right. And so um, it's kind of like playing cards. Like, I don't know if you're a poker player, but basically you wait until you have a good hand 
and then you act aggressively, right? You play tight but aggressive. Same concept. Okay. So, um, so anyway, uh, I bought several properties with him, ended up buying more. I, I was at five and I was like, man, this is great. Like this is a phenomenal experience. The numbers are exceeding everything that we anticipated. And it looks like you have about 30 more properties on your portfolio that are eligible to be sold. I was like, I, you know, for 10 years, I've had people asking me to become a part of this. I really think that, I really think that this could work. I think that I can help now all of the people who wanted to, to join what I'm doing. I can help them get access to these deals. Um, and he was like, yeah, man, you know, go for it. Like this, you know, let's see. And so uh, I started making phone calls. This was February of um, last year. Wow. Hasn't even been that long. February of last year. And uh, literally every single person that I talked to was like, not just yes, but hell yes. Right now. Let's do it. We've been waiting. <laughs> and go. so we're like, okay, there's a monster here. We, we, this is, this is, so we need to get this in the bag. We need to figure out some systems and figure out how to do this um, to where everybody's protected. And it's, and you know, and we're, we don't want any room for failure. We want hundred percent success and that's hard to do. So um, long story short, eight hour days, six hour nights, you know, um, work, work, work to get it happen. Um, 18 months later, we've closed on 67 properties. Um, we bought everything that he had, forced him to hire a bunch of new people and scale his business. And then even that wasn't enough. So we convinced him to give us all of his systems and processes and access to his capital and access to his mentorship. And we basically are franchising his business model in Little Rock, Columbus, and St. Louis now. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, and we're building it around white feather people. The guy in Little Rock is a Huey pilot, uh, a Marine. And all uh, right. yeah, he's a white feather guy. Um, so he's, we're building, building that. He's got a turnkey business that's now it's sold four properties. It's got like nine more in the pipeline. In all like right. Yeah. So nice. St. Louis and then Columbus is an army special forces guy. So we're, we're taking the military network and we're creating turnkey operations that then feed inventory back into the white feather group. So it's our own little wow. military coalition. That, that there you go. System. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and it's going to be almost impossible to stop. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, cause you took a good model and you just, you know, planted it in multiple areas to scale it all up and you, but with our that. people. Yeah, with, with military yeah. people. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And 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 you you definitely, you know, in our conversations, right? I noticed that you touch a lot on integrity and, yeah. and you you speak about how important it is for, you know, the people who you work with as well as the people who you hire need to have yeah. that integrity. And um that that's one of the things that always resonates with me. It's the overarching guideline for every business decision we make. So right. you will see integrity as a bumper sticker in a lot of places, but, but you, if you drill down and take a look at what they say and the business decisions they make, you'll see whether or not it actually is a guiding line. Like one of the guiding um, uh, sort of, uh, or, well, one of the, one of the sort of, yeah, scriptures or, or quotes guidelines of us is um, to what benefit is it if I gain the whole world, but lose my soul in the process. Mm. And Amen. That's the point. It yep. isn't about getting rich. It's about becoming a wealthy person. There is a critical difference in getting rich and becoming a wealthy person. A wealthy person is somebody who's wealthy in mind and spirit and, and, and riches, right? And in um, finances, but ultimately has, ultimately understands that money 
is just an enabling function. That's all it is. It is not an end in and of itself. If it doesn't help facilitate you doing something to make the world a better place or to make your family, you know, um, more, to make their life better or more enjoyable or to change your, your um, the, the community that you grew up in. Or, I mean, we've got people who have just eye-wateringly beautiful dreams of what to do. You know, my dream is to create an entire generation of military people who are empowered financially to go do good in the world. Because it is my belief that if you have signed yourself up and you've gone through the trials and put your body in between war and your home, then you've earned the right to express yourself financially as well as vocally. And, and I mean, it's just a fact of, our, of, of life that you know, finances are, are a key to influence. Yep. And so I believe that if we have a world, especially in America, if we have, if we have a, a nation that is being influenced by those kinds of people with high integrity that are action oriented, that have set, you know, um, service before self kind of mentality, then our whole nation will be better as a result. Amen. So that's the driving factor. And how it plays out in real life is integrity. Like, well, I'll just give you a perfect example. We've only done 67 deals in 18 months. That sounds like a lot, but it could have been three to four times as much because there are, um, there are companies that are, that are cranking out 30 deals a month. And there are so, there's so much demand just from word of mouth. There's so much demand coming at me for these deals that we could do four times as much as we've done. The reason we didn't is because when I approached those, the bigger companies, um, and I said, hey, here's, here's us, here's what we want. I mean, we're, we're ultimately about educating and empowering military investors to build wealth through real estate. Um, that's what it's about at the end of the day. Um, and they, they would hear it and they would say, yeah, yeah, it sounds great. We'd love to work with the military integrity. Yes, that sounds amazing. And then everything that, when we started doing, we started looking at deals and talking about how the deal would be structured and talking about you know, well, what happens if this happens? I don't want that risk to be passed on to the investor. How do we protect the investor, right? They weren't interested in that. They were interested in volume. They were interested in how do we, yeah, let's, we can trim the margins down. That's fine, but let's get volume. And I'm sorry, but volume is not the name of the game. If we do a whole bunch of deals that are, that are half-assed, you know who's going to end up taking the pain? The investor, three, four years down the road. This guy who trusted us, three, four years down the road is going to end up with a a lemon of a property that's hemorrhaging cash, mm. not going to be any wealthier. Right. So we waved off on all of those that could have gone, we could have done so many more deals, but we right. waved off on them because their focus wasn't on the investor. And mm. ultimately when I say focus on the investor, I don't just, I don't mean baby the investor. We do not baby anybody. Like you're responsible for your own due diligence. You're responsible, you know, Hey, if you want to, if you want to step up and, and become a part of this group, you have to accept responsibility for your own destiny. Yeah, absolutely. Right? We'll help. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll show you opportunities. We'll help educate. We'll help hold your hand a little bit. Mm -hmm. But you're a big boy or a girl. So am I. And so ultimately, I accept, I'm not going to blame Mike Foster if this deal that I closed yesterday it goes to crap. I'm not going to blame you. Right? I'm, I'm going to look at myself and I'm going to say, what can I learn from this? You know? Right. Exactly. Exactly, man. That's, that's powerful. And, you know, it's sad because you know, you were talking about it too. A lot of turn companies, uh, turnkey companies out there, um, you know, they just, they fail at doing a good job because they have so much going on that they're putting out. 
they don't really focus on those deals. You know, I've, I've uh, followed a couple of um, mentors that I've listened to in podcasts that have their own turnkey company. Yeah. And I've heard so many horror stories from their companies, you know, even though they're yeah. putting out all these deals, you know, people that go months or without, you know, tenants in them and they actually go out there and check out their property and it looks like crap. Yeah. You know, it's terrible. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my yeah. goodness. And, and the sad thing is that, and you know, a lot of them start out with the right mindset mm-hmm. and then the temptation is just too great to do volume because the fact is, man, you don't have to create good products. All you have to do is be good at marketing. You can create mediocre products. You can strip all of the margin out for profit for yourself and then That's just true. market the crap out of it and just say 15% ROI. It doesn't matter if it's a lie. It doesn't matter if you're just saying, oh, but I mean the ROI 15 years down the road. If you just throw those big numbers out there and then ram it down with marketing, people will buy it. But that's not what we do. It'll never be what we do. Absolutely, man. 100%. Ah, that's powerful, man. That is absolutely powerful. Guys, uh, listen to that because, you know, um, even if you don't have aspirations to build anything, you know, big yourself, you know, you got to understand the risks out there when you're dealing with people and you want to make sure that the folks that you're dealing with have integrity. And they have that integrity that, you know, that buddy has at white feather investments has you guys definitely need to go take a look um, at, at their, you know, uh, their website, right. Their company and seeing what they're doing. Um, and just kind of take, take a, take a look, you know, I mean, they're, they are definitely a shining light out there. And so you want to, you want to make well, sure that we, you align yourself. I will tell you where it's a little bit, um, it's a little, it's going to, you're going to find that it's a little bit unusual uh, getting in touch with us. And we do this for a deliberate purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to whitefeatherinvestments.com, I think that it's probably a cash flow calculator or some kind of holding pattern on there. Um, if you go to lazyequity.com, you can read a little bit about like our lazy equity program, but we don't have a lead funnel. Um, we deliberately don't have a lead funnel. Um, and it's because every person that we help facilitate a deal for talks to me. And you can imagine <laughs> how that restricts <laughs> the yep. volume, right? Mm-hmm. That restricts the volume. They talk to me and they talk to Greg Namro. And the reason Greg Namro is my ops manager. He's a, a Marine grunt that got out last year and he's just doing a great job. Um, there's a reason for it. It's because we, we want the highest quality people. And we, and what I mean by highest quality is I want somebody of integrity that is just has a passion for wanting to build wealth through real estate, has an ultimate vision of, of financial freedom that includes more than just money, right? It includes, you know, giving back in some way. Um, and we want action oriented people. We don't, you know, we only have, like I said, we got about four times as many investors as we do inventory. Um, and so we really only want the, the ones that are serious about changing their lives. And so uh, if they want to reach out to us, they can, uh, they can absolutely, I mean, I'm, we're on Facebook, right? Um, or they can uh, send Greg a, an email, greg at whitefeatherinvestments.com. He's like the, he's the guy and he'll vet them and he'll talk to them. And um, yeah, we, we, at this point, at least, we don't want to, we don't want to put up a, a landing page that, that serves as a lead funnel because that's not the model that we have. That's the model that, you know, that's, that's a great model, but it's not the one that we have. Right. Um, so Yeah. <clears throat> Hey, there's, and there's ab- information about us. It's not that we're secretive. It's just that we don't <laughs> no, we no. very strongly in like the organic lead. Absolutely. No. And, and that speaks, you know, to everything that you've spoken about so far, you know I mean? It, that integrity, you, you don't, we want to make sure that you put out a great enough product as well. 
too. So yeah. when you limit that amount of volume that comes to you, right, yeah. you can filter and make sure that yeah. you get to know those people, right, on a very intimate level, and you can identify the type of needs that they have when they're going into what they're investing in. There's no, nothing wrong with exactly that. because honestly, Mike, it isn't about doing a deal. I'm yeah. not going to just hook you up with a deal. What I'm going to do is sit and talk with you. It's called a financial freedom consultation. I'm going to sit and talk with you. I'm going to pull from you. What are your dreams? Why the hell are you on this earth? Like, what are you doing this for? And exactly. you may not know, but you'll exactly. figure it out over time. And ultimately what you're, what you're buying, what you're, you know, uh, really committing to is a, a journey of financial freedom. And that's right. a heck of a lot more than doing a deal. Hell of a lot more. It's Absolutely. So much more. And, and, right. and what you'll, so, so literally we're, I mean, we're building a family. We're building a coalition. Yeah. I mean, out of the 67 deals that we've done, there's, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 people. And I know every single one of them by name. I know they're friends. We're all connected through face, through social media and through, you know, everything like, so it is being a part of white feather is very much like being a part of a family. It's, it's, yeah, it's not a high volume business. <laughs> I believe it. Absolutely believe it. Um, and that is kind of, uh, you know, along the lines of what we're trying to grow with active duty, passive income too, right? We are start the spark club, right? Where we are yeah. building a mentorship. We're constantly trying to retune it, refine it. We just recently launched um, a new app. It's called, well, not an app, but it's Mighty Networks has an app that we have merged Start the Spark 2. It's really, really awesome. I'm going to put the link on there. For cool. It out. Yeah, it's dope. But, um, but still very new. We're still, you know, trying to, trying to build a lot with it. But exactly the same, same principle, right? We really want to get to know our community and we want to make sure that everyone's on the same page. We know where everyone's short, uh, shortfalls are with education and we can, you know, tailor the right content to you to help you out and get you to where you need to be in your investing journey. That's, it's in my opinion, that's so much more powerful having done the stock courses, right? Where, where it's just basically a whole bunch of, um, having something, someone that would be willing to tailor education to me. If I'm a 21 year old second Lieutenant, just getting ready to start. I just put myself in, in where I was having somebody be willing to tailor education to me and, and a mentoring package with that. Right. So the education, but also the mentoring, like, Hey man, I've got a question. I just, I'm getting ready to put in an offer on this house. Um, he's 90 years old. Um, doesn't want to face tax ramifications. What options do I have? And having a real live actual military person who, who is just like me reach out to me and be like, Hey, yeah, man, try an installment sale. Like that'll, that'll help him create passive income for his, you know, the, the, to creates a legacy for his children. It helps him avoid all the taxes and it gets you the house for less money out of your pocket. You know, that kind of stuff just, it's so invaluable to me. It is like having that community and that network that that's all kind of growing together. Right. Absolutely. is, man, that relationship and the journey, like you said, right. That's, that's the most important. Gosh, man, I'm telling you, buddy, I love talking to you, man. (laughs) This is awesome. And I, I really love doing this podcast, you know, as not just you, like I've had the opportunity to meet so many awesome people and I've learned so much from it. Um, and I really think that that is one of the benefits that we all have at ADPI have really learned from, you know, all the awesome people we're meeting. We get to interview legends like you, you know, going out there and crushing it and, um, and it's inspiring. So really, really growing myself. I kind of feel selfish, you know, with this podcast It's great, but I know that this information is going to benefit our listeners too. So hope you guys are getting some great stuff out of it. 
Um, yeah, you guys are doing you guys are doing great things at ADPI. Like I, the the most impressive thing about it for me is there's so much youthful energy in what you guys are doing that, in my opinion, barring a black swan event like you guys going to war with each other, your success in it is inevitable, right? Like I mean, you've got like you guys, you and and Eric and and Markian and, and the rest of those guys, like. You have so much talent and so much youthful energy um, and you and you have a backbone of education, right? So you're not just out there, you know, scurrying around and swinging for the fences. You are putting your money where your mouth is. I know you're doing deals because I see them, right? And I know Markian's done deals and I know Eric's doing deals and I know that. So you're doing deals, your backbone is education and you just got an incredible amount of energy that you're pouring into this. And you don't have to be doing this. You guys have great paying jobs, you know, like you don't have to be doing this. Sure. Um, and, and I've talked to each one of you, and, and I know that your, your focus is on providing value first. That is such a critical, misunderstood component of building a successful business. Most people think that, like, you know, I deserve this much. I deserve this value. I deserve this compensation because of what I'm worth or whatever. No, create value without expectation. Provide overwhelming value. And like Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Amen. Peter Diamandis says, if you want to become a billionaire, learn how to help a billion people. Provide yeah. value first, right? <laughs> yep. You don't you don't look at a fireplace and say, burn, and then I'll give you some wood. You put the wood in first, and then it gives you heat, mm-hmm. right? Provide value first, and you guys are doing it. That's why I know you'll be successful. I love that quote, and it's on your Facebook page. That's why yeah. I laugh, and that's, that's awesome. You want yeah. to make a billion dollars? Help a billion people. That's, that's, that's amazing. Yep, yep. awesome buddy you have given us so many nuggets of wisdom it has been amazing and like i said i absolutely love talking to you let me take you through our bonus round so i can get you out of here i know you're a busy guy and you got to help a billion more people out there so (laughs) but uh all right what is your favorite book you're an awesome awesome reader and so i'm writing this one down but if you had to recommend one book to our listeners out there who are maybe just or stuff i don't know whatever what is your favorite one favorite book wow um well i uh the last time we talked i you know i gave you the one that that was at the top of my mind which was the which was abundance um yeah i will say um man i I chewed through a lot of them so let me just look at my library real quick (laughs) go for it uh let's see oh you know what was actually really this is so I can tell you all kinds of real estate investment books and stuff, and that's that's cool. But um, I, I'm just assuming you're reading all those. So um, Elon Musk's uh, biography. Oh man! Uh, it's oh, called man. SpaceX, Tesla, and something or other. Just type in Elon Musk's biography. Yeah, it is really really cool. I so here's how cool it is. I listened to it on audiobook, and it was so good that I bought the book and read it. <laughs> after I listened to it on audiobook. Yeah. All right. just, it's go. so inspiring to me on so many different levels. And quite literally, this is going to sound stupid, but the, the, um, the vision and the inspiration of SpaceX, Tesla, SolarCity, um, even, even PayPal, um, which started out as Zip2, you know, the, the whole journey of Elon Musk and, and the barriers that he's broken and, and the mindset that he uses to tackle the grand challenges of the world. They're the main reason I bought a Tesla. Like, no kidding. I mean, it's a super cool, slick car and super fast. And it's, it's, it's awesome. It's the best car I've ever had, but I knew it would be, it wasn't, it wasn't about that. And I'm not a motorhead. 
Like I, I just, I couldn't really care less mostly about cars, but <laughs> okay. it's just, it feels like I'm sitting in the future and, and I'm at least a part in some way of pushing the innovative edge of having that childlike sense of wonder combined with a savvy business acumen that makes things happen. Right. Yeah. Because you have too many stodgy businesses and you have too many people that sit around dreaming and never do anything. But when you can combine the two, you make miracles happen. Like you, you, <laughs> you, I could like, it would take too long to list the amount of, you know, just paradigm shattering discoveries and innovations that he's done. And I have a, uh, I have a, you know, my wife got me a, a thing to hang on my wall. It's like a frame that says when something's important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. So Elon Musk said, so, so basically what it's saying is right, another way okay. to say that is you could fail. In fact, whenever he said that, he, he said, whenever he started SpaceX, he thought he had about a 90% chance of failure. But, and he, by the way, he sunk most of his PayPal money from it. He made about 22 million in PayPal. He sunk most of his PayPal money into that. And he said there was about a 90% chance of failure. But the reason that I did it anyway was because I thought that it was too important not to do to become a multi-planetary species. And even if I failed, I would at least push the ball forward and then hopefully somebody would pick it up and run with it. That's, wow. can That's you imagine incredible. investing? Like you could have bought an island and retired and, and right. just had the life forever. Exactly. But instead he risked all of it and very, very nearly failed. Go on YouTube and, and you know, like watch some videos about Elon Musk's journey. It was December after three failed rocket launches, almost in t like he basically was borrowing money for rent and he was on like the respirator for his business, all of his businesses. And they had a fourth successful rocket launch and then NASA gave them a grant. But I mean, the guy risked literally everything. And you can say what you want about, you know, you know, multiple divorces and, you know, his little Twitter, crazy, whatever, focus on whatever you want. I'm going to focus on the innovative genius that's moving our, our nation forward. And he, the guy's an American exceptionalist too. Like he believes in American exceptionalism. And I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously we're all patriots, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly pro-American. I've been all over the world and, and I'm not saying that other countries don't deserve their due. They, they do. I mean, do your best, you know, I mean, like right. everybody deserves a chance to be free and to, and to be happy. But I happen to be an American and I happen to love America. And, you know, and so does Elon Musk. And so, yeah, man, that's awesome. That is awesome. And I'll tell you, if anything with real estate fails, you can definitely go into being a Tesla car salesman because I might have to have you talk to my wife about that. Because Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> you hear that, babe? Yeah, it's like riding in a wish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is amazing. So yes, definitely looking that book up for sure. Uh, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be writing a little book report on that too, because that's really cool. Um, and guys, that'll, that'll be in the show notes as well. As soon as I find that book, a link will be there and you guys will be good to go. Um, okay, so next question. Who is your who's your biggest hero? And why? Um, mm, another hard um, question. <laughs> yeah um there's i think most people have more than one or, or most most people who pay attention have more than one mm -hmm. um obviously elon musk is up there um i have i have a lot of different facets of my life and of my personality 
And so I have different heroes for each one of those. Um, General Mattis is a huge inspiration of mine. Um, okay. Mostly, uh, I, guess, I guess most people listening to this podcast would know who General Mattis is. Um, so, you know, I mean, just for a whole lot of reasons, for a whole lot of reasons about the way that he approaches leadership. Um, and really it's about that. It's about, you know, because leadership, it's tested differently in combat than it is in peace. But mm -hmm. leadership, by and large, is leadership. It's your ability to influence people, to inspire them, um, to to help them feel safe and motivated and you know passionate about something. Inspiration at its very core is about influence, and I believe that influence is the currency by which you touch the world around you. It's more important. Like money is a part of it. The way you speak is a part of it. The way you act is a part of it. The way you love is a part of it. Um, the way you look, unfortunately, is a part of it. And overall, though, it's about influence. And, and I believe at the end of the day, if I'm going to provide the value, the value that I believe that God has put in me, if I'm going to provide that value to as many people as possible and as powerfully as possible, I have to be able to be influential. Mm -hmm. And that means leadership. Amen. So uh, General Mattis is a huge, huge, and he also, he's one of those guys too that he has a really great way of breaking through nebulous concepts and getting straight to how do you make this work in the real world? Because I'm a pragmatist at my core. I may sound like, um, I may sound like, you know, like, a leader and like I live in the clouds and all that. I do believe in casting a vision. I do believe in manifesting things into existence, but I'm a pragmatist at heart. And I do not, one of the, one of the saddest things that I see are all of these creatives and these wishful thinkers that will sit around and and they'll 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 get themselves mentally drunk on their dreams and visions and they'll create vision boards and do all this stuff and then they they never put it into action because the fact of the matter is trench works hard the work that you have to do to take a vision and make it a reality is brutal knuckle busting tear inducing work mm -hmm. and you got to be willing to go through the trenches you got to be willing to do eight hour days and six hour nights and sacrifice in order to get there. Elon Musk says that creating a business is like staring into the abyss and chewing glass. And if you're willing to do that, you can create a business, right? Damn so man. at the end of the day, leadership, man, leadership is about influence, which is about, in my mind, providing value for people. So you know, General Mattis, awesome, President Mattis, 2020. <laughs> President <laughs> Mattis, 2020. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Well, we will see. We see. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> no way in hell am I going to run. Yeah, yeah. He hates politics. Hey, man. Well, maybe you'll be a good candidate. You know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's good stuff. That's great nuggets. And you've given us so many nuggets so far. So um, I know this one, this next one's going to be really hard, too. But if you had to narrow it down to three, all right, let's say the world is ending and you wanted to give young people three things to uh, to live off of, right? to help them on their journey towards real estate investing, maybe getting started, what would you tell them? I think an overarching, an overarching theme, this is not one of the three, but the, well, the overarching thing that should guide everything is never sacrifice your integrity. Because when you do, mm -hmm. you will wake up with money. You still make money. That's the problem is people, they make money when they do deals. And so you're like, well, I'm making money. This must be the right thing to do. Right. Just get confused. Nope. Okay. You can make money. There's so much money out there. You can make money and still do it honorably. Mm -hmm. You can make money and still do it legally. There's too much money to be had to ever do anything illegal. Ah. Remember that kids. There's never a reason in my mind to do anything 
overtly criminal or, or, or illegal. There's just too much money to be had legally. So, um, so, so, so never sacrifice your integrity. But the three things I would say, number one is try your best to figure out why you're doing this. Simon Sinek, start with why. Watch that TED Talk. Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. Simon Sinek did a TED Talk. It's like 20 minutes long. It is the, it is, it will change your life. That, and that's not, that's not a glib statement. No mm -hmm. kidding. You really pay attention to that TED Talk. And he wrote a book too, but he basically is saying the same thing in the book as he did in the TED Talk. Um, he wrote a book called Start With Why, and he did a TED Talk on it. It inverts everything that you think. And if you do focus on why you're doing this, and just bear in mind, you won't know at first. You will not know why you're going through life because you've never thought about it. Right. And you need to spend time peeling back the layers and you need to spend time thinking about how this works. And whenever I talk with people, the first thing I do, you have to understand that in order to get to the reasons why people are doing it, you have to get about five layers deep. So um, why do you want to be wealthy? Uh, because I, uh, I want to be able to live on my own terms. Okay, why do you want to be able to live on your own terms? Uh, because I'm tired of somebody telling me what to do at work. Okay, well, why are you tired of somebody telling you what to do at work? Well, because I just feel, um, I feel like I don't, um, I, I, I'm not valued, right? I don't feel like my contributions are very valued. And when they tell me what to do, it feels like I'm just a tool. Okay, but why does that upset you? Mm. Well, ultimately, because, right, fill in the blank. So right. you, you get what I'm going at. Whenever you get through those and you dig down, what we do is we as humans, we build up defenses and we start talking about what so much instead of talking about the emotional drivers for why we do things. Mm -hmm. Every single thing that you do has an emotional reason deep inside as to why you do it. And oftentimes it's linked to pain. So when you peel back those layers, just by asking why, why do I want this car? Why do I want this life? Why do I want this person? and you peel those back, you'll get to the fundamental reason of why it is. And ultimately, everybody's just looking for value. They want to feel valued. Okay. So, so you start by figuring out why you want to be, why, why do you want to build a real estate portfolio? Oh, I want to flip houses. Okay. Why? Ultimately, right? If I gave right. you $10 million, would you still want to flip houses? Is it about the joy of flipping or is it about the means to an end? Normally it's about the means to an end. It's right. about the money, but why, what are you going to do with the money? And then have them paint out that vision of what their ideal day would look like once they have the money. Then they'll get to the reasons. Normally it has to do with family. It has mm -hmm. to do with, you know, the, it has to do with doing something important, something of value, giving back, whatever. The, we're hardwired as humans to, to value family time, to value connection with other humans and things like that, right? So, or, or excitement and adventure, traveling the world, stuff like that. So paint your vision. Right, so, so just to recap, right? Do everything with integrity. Number one is paint your vision. I don't care if you believe that it works or not, do it, okay? And if it doesn't work for you, then we'll move on to something else, but it will, okay? Paint your vision. Number two, you gotta get plugged in. Like we are a, as humans, we are not hardwired to work alone. We, right. we, we are hardwired to work with other people. We talked about this Absolutely. before this call. Some of the best, investment decisions that I've ever made are ones that were given to me, ideas that were given to me in the midst of a conversation with a fellow investor. In fact, I would say the top three investments I've ever made, they were made possible just by ideas given to me freely in a conversation. Get connected. 
get into a group, get connected with people that have similar passions and mindsets to you. You're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you spend the most time with losers, even if they're related to you, that's one of the hardest problems, right? Oh, no. <laughs> we all yeah. That like are just negative, toxic people. Oh, but it's my brother, you know? So what, right? Right. The people you choose to spend time with should be people that inspire you and push you. And don't fill your head with like lofty crap that doesn't do anything, but rather hold you accountable. You said you were going to be a millionaire by the time you were 40. You got three years. How far along are you, Right. Those kinds of hard questions Damn. that your friends need to be asking you. So yep. get plugged in. Step two is get plugged into a group of people or build your own that are doing what you want to do or mm -hmm. have already done what you want to do. That will help you get education, right? So as, a, as an adjunct to that, you will get the information and get the education as a part of that. And then third is take action. Like without action, yep. all the rest of this stuff is just smoke and mirrors. It's Absolutely. just a waste of time if you don't take action. There was a guy, and I'll, I'll finish up with this, um, a friend of mine who, he was 55 years old, um, about ready to retire. He decided to take his retirement and get it as a lump sum and invest in, a, in a, the same education course that I was doing. So he spent 40 grand on that and had another 200 or so. And he was like, I'm just going to use this 200 and I'm going to bankroll my, my investment business. Right. He spent the next two years doing everything you can possibly do to prepare himself. He created a logo. He created a website. He created a CRM. He did, um, he created the perfect marketing. He, all of this, you know, an entity and, and all of this different stuff. And two years later, he was broke and had to go back to work. And the mm -hmm. only thing that was missing, that consistently was missing throughout mm -hmm. there was making offers. He made a few offers here, a few offers there, no. instead of hundreds of offers. Hundreds, literally hundreds is what you need to be doing if you want to build that fast, if you want to grow like that. He just wasn't taking action. He was taking the wrong, he wasn't doing income producing activities. He was doing all the busy work that we often will fall because it's scary to talk to a seller. It's scary to make an offer that might be rejected it or even worse, an offer that's accepted. And now what do you do? Right? right. That's right. super scary. But if you face that fear and take action, income producing actions, write down IPAs next to your desk, IPAs. That's what you should always be doing is income producing actions, actions. right? And if you're not doing income producing actions, then you're not moving closer to your dream. Amen. So step one, cast your vision, create your vision. Step mm. two, get a team and get educated. And step three, income producing activities. Wow. Outstanding, buddy. <laughs> That's Outstanding, what I would do. <laughs> man. Oh, that is so motivating. And I took my, <laughs> my headset out of here. But hey, I'm telling you guys, you really, if you are not re-listening to this podcast, you got to re-listen to this episode again, like over and over and just continue to build nuggets out of it because it's great. It is great. Um, Wow, man. Thank you so much for your time on this. I really, really appreciate um, the nuggets of wisdom that you have given us so many throughout this, this episode, but, um, but even in breaking it down on that last, the last three, that was absolutely clutch. So definitely appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, absolutely. More than happy. I'm more than happy. I, what I'll say to you as, as we kind of sign off here is um, if you have, if, if someone listens to this and I put myself in their shoes, if I listen to this, um, you know, a decade ago, whenever I first started, 
you wouldn't be able to tear me away. Like a, you, you just would not be able to, I would, I would like detective my way into finding out how to get in touch just because I, you know, that, that, that was me, but that won't be everybody. And that's, that's perfect actually, because we just don't have the bandwidth to, to help everybody. Um, right. But if, if somebody is, is truly motivated and they're like, you know what, I just, uh, this is me. This is, this sounds like, you know, me. Um, I don't want you to not be able to get in touch. So um, send, send Greg uh, an email, greg at whitefeatherinvestments.com. Just let him know who you are. Let him know like kind of how you heard about it and everything. And then, and then talk to him about like, you know, put in the email, like what, what you want to accomplish. And, and I've already told you that we're going to focus first on your vision. So, <laughs> so, you know, talk, talk to us a little bit about what you ultimately, you know, what you're looking to accomplish. And um, at the end of the day, we want to help as many people as we can. You know, Amen. that's the goal. Amen, buddy. Amen. You guys are awesome. I'm telling you. So I will have Greg's contact information in there in the show notes, but Hey, you know, like cool. he said, if you're motivated enough, make it happen. Um, buddy, thanks again so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. I know our guests will truly appreciate this. And um, wow. That's all. Yeah, my, absolutely. My pleasure. Uh, all right. Thanks again, man. It was great yep. talking to you again. Take you care. Too. Wow. Incredible. That's really all I have to say. Such an amazing guy, and I'm so fortunate to be able to interview with him. Take heed to the wisdom that you learned here in this session. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right, guys, if you guys are looking for more education out there, go ahead to our group on Facebook, on Instagram. Check us out, www.activedutypassiveincome.com. Make sure you are connecting with us because we have a lot going on. For example, the book we're launching, our Military House Hacking 2.0, we've got a bunch of great minds come together to put this thing together. It is amazing. Definitely want to check it out. It'll be coming out shortly after Columbus weekend, okay? We are also starting to expand. We're doing a bunch of meetups in different areas, so if you are in a particular area, listen up for when we are coming your way. All right, guys, I'm out of time. It was great. Catch you later.